Countdown to Kickoff is presented by Tostitos. history that the San Francisco 49ers have, you know, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it forever. If you win a lot and, and that causes you to be a villain, then I'm, I'm okay with it. Oh, you know you don't want to f*** up in the Super Bowl. You'll hear me say this a lot, but I want this one more than I've ever wanted a, a Super Bowl in my life. It's all about getting back there again, and that's what I'm excited for today. Like I've been saying, we ain't done yet. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by Tostitos. Super Bowl 58, just three days away here in Las Vegas. The reigning champion Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers started a regular practice schedule yesterday. Live reports from both teams are coming your way, and you can see the Bellagio fountains going off. The festivities here in Vegas are just exactly what you would think they would be, right? And we are here. We're going to be with you today and tomorrow, of course. What a joy it is to be with all of you. Dan Orlowski, Marcus Spears, Mina Kimes, Ryan Clark. Mina's wearing sunglasses because it's really bright well, yeah, out let here. Let me make an announcement because we, okay. we need to pause and address this moment. Um, I just want to acknowledge this red outfit that she has on today. It is exquisite. Okay, we got, we got that out of the way. Everybody looks really good today, and that's how we like to do it, okay? Uh, let's get right to the I'm game, you guys. One. There's a lot to get to. You're not, Dan. <laughs> Mina, finish the sentence. The 49ers win on Sunday if they're off Offense does what? Gives Christian McCaffrey the football and he goes crazy. Uh, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's the biggest single, single biggest advantage they have from a matchup perspective. We've been talking about it. The Chiefs defense, uh, which was not tested on the ground by the Baltimore Ravens inexplicably, has struggled to stop under center zone runs all season long. As we know, San Francisco excels at those. They excel all kinds of runs. But I'm telling you, Christian McCaffrey uh, does not go crazy in this game. They will struggle, but I highly suspect he will and he'll be given the opportunity to do so. RC, the 49ers win on Sunday if their defense does what? If their defense can stop Isaiah Pacheco from chopping up grass like a 14-year-old that took this job to buy G-Nikes. When you look at the way Isaiah Pacheco has played late down the stretch in this season, it's led into the play-action game of the Kansas City Chiefs. But he's such a physical force in the run, and we've seen whether it's Aaron Jones, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery have success in the last two weeks against the San Francisco defense. Pacheco is a key to this game on both sides. Dan, the Chiefs win on Sunday if their offense does what? Yeah, scores touchdowns in the red zone. They're going against a football team in San Francisco whose offense is the number one red zone offense in all of football. And their defense, as great as Kansas City's is, is not a lockdown defense in the red zone. So Patrick Mahomes, I expect them to be able to go up and down the field on a consistent basis, but down in the red zone. Is it going to be Rasheed Rice? Is it going to be Travis Kelsey? Field goals will not win them this game. They will have to be phenomenal in the red zone. Marcus, the Chiefs win if their defense does what? Guys, this is not two years ago. This is not a year ago, but it sounds the same. Interior pressure in Brock Purdy's face. One, because of the length of the D-tackle. Obviously, Chris Jones, we've seen him have some batted balls. This is a staple for the Kansas City Chiefs defensive line when they get to these premier games. But more importantly, getting him off his spot and being disciplined on edges. If you look at Brock Purdy, he likes to operate on those crossers and those digs. And if you can get hands in his face with long guys with length you can affect his sight but not only that maybe get some balls better on critical third downs yeah when you think about what this chiefs defense what 
Spags is going to do. They're going to be hunting, and big game Spags is going to be a big part of that. We'll talk about that more for the rest of the week. Let's get Jeff Darlington in here. He's actually on the red carpet ahead of the NFL honors tonight. <laughs> yeah. But, Jeff, you've been with the Chiefs all week long, and you have been with them today as well. What are they saying about how practices are going now that they've started here in Vegas? Well, Laura, I know they let me out here to the red carpet. We're away from the Chiefs facility about 40 minutes away. Uh, but the energy out there was, by the way, very good as well. It's not just the red carpet energy. Uh, I was talking to some guys today about the chippiness in practice. Guys saying that the intensity on Wednesday, which is one of the most important practices ahead of the Super Bowl, was very high. And they expected today to be just as much. And you can hear from Travis Kelsey right here talking about that intensity. A lot of energy of practices. Everybody's focused and, and dialed in at, on their job at hand. And um, I'm not even going to lie, things got a little chippy. I'm not going to say between who, but uh, the offense and defensive lines are, are, are trying to get their work in. They're trying to make sure everybody's ready for the game. And I mean, it just got me fired up yesterday. Everybody is ready for this game. Everybody is juiced up, exciting. Um, so we, we got to tone the chippiness down a little bit, you know, into Sunday. And uh, I like the fire. I like the fire in everyone else. I mean, that is not something you hear very often. Chris Jones saying that we better have to tone down the intensity on Sunday. That's how intense these practices have been. Quick injury update for you. Guard Joe Tooney. I know we've talked about him this week. It continues to sound like the strength in his pec will not make him available for Sunday's game. But I can tell you, talking to some of his teammates, he is still holding out some hope. So before you completely rule him out, uh, keep in mind that Tooney is still trying to find a way to play in this game, Laura. Yeah, that's surprising, Jeff. I think we kind of had dismissed the opportunity of him even playing at all. So we'll keep an eye on it either way. And you have fun on that deserted red carpet. It won't be like that later, okay? <laughs> <laughs> During the regular season, the Chiefs blitzed a defensive back at the third highest rate in the NFL. We think this is a huge part of the game and recorded the most sacks of any team on those plays. Kansas City has continued that strategy in the playoffs, sending DB blitzes 23 of them in three games. That includes 10 in the AFC Championship with Lamar Jackson going two for eight against the DB blitzes. This is really specific, RC, but why are the Chiefs blitz packages, especially with the DB blitzes, so effective? Yeah, well, I think it's about design, disguise, and details, and it all leads to dominance. When you look at what they're able to do, they come at you in so many different ways from the second level. Here, you're going to see early on in the playoffs, you're going to get Trent McDuffie off of the slot. You're also going to bring, bring Drew Tranquil, but you're going to watch Bolton in the man-to-man -man coverage. He's out and and now the, the line has to slide to Ron Armstead. He drops down. Kalaftis is free. You're also going to see that Trent McDuffie gets late pressure because he's able to disguise and be that second-level blitzer. Here you're going to see Justin Reed add, but he stays and he waits on top of the slot, Isaiah Likely. And you're also going to get a cross dog or a stunt by Kalaftis. And Justin Reed gets a one-on-one -on -one because they blitz six. They're in zero man-to-man -man coverage on the back end. Now what does that do? It gets you antsy always paying attention to the defensive back. Here you're going to see Justin Reed work in tandem with Nick Bolton. He drops out. Now we have not necessarily assimilated pressure, but a zone pressure where they have two underneath hook droppers that can play with vision on the quarterback. There's a free rusher to Josh Allen. I think Steve Spagnola does a great job of showing you the same look and being able to vary the blitz off Boy, of it. My head hurt looking at that. Real quick before Mita hops in, I think the, the overwhelming thing on that tape, which was sick by the 
way, RC, is okay. it's not just about confusing quarterbacks. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. we talk about that yeah, too much. It's like, hey, we're, we want to confuse the center. We want to confuse the back. We want to confuse who's hot and who's not. So it's going to be more than just Brock Purdy seeing yeah. it. It's got to be everybody in the offense doing their job. Uh, I love that was an amazing tape. And I love uh, the importance or stressing the importance of the DB blitzes in particular in this game for a few reasons. San Francisco 49ers play with ultra condensed formations. Mm -hmm. yep. So the cornerbacks have a quicker path to the quarterback. That's notable. Um, the other thing is you, you mentioned that in the last one that sometimes they'll play zone behind these DB blitzes, which is actually pretty unusual. Yep. The Chiefs play a lot more zone when they blitz generally that split mm -hmm. safety. They're trying to get to split safety more than anyone else in the NFL. So what is interesting is uh, Brock Purdy shredded man blitzes all year yep. long versus zone blitzes 19th in QBR. Wow. And one more thing, and, and you kind of hinted at this too. If they do this early on, if they send, whether it's McDuffie, they just got to threaten it, That's it later with yeah. the simulated pressures, right. which has, of course, been a theme all season. You yeah. just got to make Brock Purdy think for a split second he might come, and that mm -hmm. will affect him over the course of the entire game. Yeah, and that, I mean, it's built to build chaos thought process-wise yeah. and also to slow you down. We used to talk about it all the time in Dallas. We would use DeMarcus Ware to just create an extra hitch in the quarterback by his movement right. late or early. The other thing is this, too. This is why it was so perplexing watching the Detroit Lions against this San I mean, watching Brock Purdy against the Lions when they were bringing the edge pressure, it's almost like at times they didn't have answers for it outside of his athleticism, which is very un usual for Kyle Shanahan not yeah. to dial up either a screen with Christian McCaffrey or to figure out how to get the ball out of Debo's hand, even though Debo was removed from that game. Here's the thing, too. When you look at how they simulate pressures from, from a Kansas City Chiefs standpoint, they will blitz anybody. Think about all of the teams. We can identify, like, throughout the course of a season, who this guy yeah. will be. You think about Mike Hilton from the Bengals. Yeah. You yeah. think about um, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. When it, when you start talking about the, they will bring Reed, they'll bring Trent McDuffie, they'll use Bolton, they'll use Gay Tranquil. in those situations, which keeps you off balance as well. Yeah, another layer of that condensed split stuff with San Francisco is not only are the corners closer, it's easier for them to disguise mm -hmm. because you don't know if the safety's going over the top or wider on right. purpose or not. Uh, I think to RC's tape, the, the most important down for San Francisco in this or, or in this game is first down. They, yeah. they, they got to be great on first down because a lot of those pressures come in those second and long yeah. or third and long situations. This is the number one offense in the NFL on first down. They average 6.8 yards per play on first down. McCaffrey gets 77 yards a game on Oof. first down alone. Mm. So if they can be really good on first down, I think they minimize some of the pressures that they're going to see. Uh, guys, Brock Purdy ranks fourth in the NFL in QBR against DB blitzes yeah. this season. You brought up the numbers against the zone, but either way, there are ways they can have advantages. Yeah. And we're yeah. just getting started here on NFL Live from Las Vegas ahead of Super Bowl 58. The 49ers have had success all season when operating out of 21 personnel. Find out what Mina believes the Chiefs should counter with in order to have a chance to slow them down. That's coming your way. Plus, our analysts will teach us something that has stood out from their film study of the big game, including including RC on how the other guys have shined for the Chiefs on their quest to repeat. NFL Live is presented by Tostitos. Get to the good stuff. And in part by Abbott Elementary. New episodes Wednesday at 9, 8 Central. Stream on Hulu. More from Las Vegas live on the Strip after this. NFL Live continues next.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. In 1920, halfback Fritz Pollard led the Akron Pros to a championship in the newly formed National Football League. The next season, he accepted the role of player coach, becoming the first black head coach in NFL history. Today, his impact is felt through the Fritz Pollard Alliance, an organization advocating for diversity in coaching and front office positions. Our next ESPN Plus UFC Fight Night comes your way Saturday from right here in Las Vegas. Highlighted by our middleweight main event. Prelims start at 4 Eastern, followed by the main card at 7 Eastern. Let's get to some top stories brought to you by Tostitos as Adam Schefter joins the show here in Adam in Super Bowl week in Vegas. And certainly a lot of our attention on that. But the rest of the NFL is continuing on with their business. What's going on with the commanders right now? Laura, the former Eagles offensive coordinator Brian Johnson is joining the commander's staff in an unspecified role just yet, but he will be a part of the new staff going up against his former team where he was the offensive coordinator in 2023, where he was the quarterback's coach. They're finalizing the contract, but Brian Johnson is going to be a part of that new Washington staff, a big hire for the Washington Commanders. Meanwhile, the Vikings Pro Bowl wide receiver Justin Jefferson has gone on Media Row here told Sirius XM NFL Radio that he wants to, quote-unquote, break the bank with an organization that wants me. Look, the Vikings want him back. He wants to be there. The two sides are expected to work out a deal. That deal, I expect, to top over $30 million a year, easily making the highest-paid wide receiver in the game. We also wait for the Dallas Cowboys to hire a defensive coordinator. They have spoken with Mike Zimmer, Rex Ryan, Ron Rivera, Aiden Dirty, Marquand Manuel. So there are a number of candidates. They have not yet made a decision. Zimmer's worked closely there in the past. They're very well familiar with his work. Wouldn't be a surprise if somehow he wound up there. They did speak to Rex. Rex says it wasn't an interview. We'll see where the Cowboys ultimately decide to go. And the NFL honors are tonight, where they will give out the MVP. And here are the NFL MVP finalists, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. I think most people believe that Lamar Jackson will win the MVP tonight. They'll also announce the 2024 Hall of Fame entries. And I think a little hunch here, Laura, to be a big night 
for the Chicago Bears, which then would make them eligible to play in the kickoff classic in Canton, Ohio this summer. All right, there we go. We'll keep an eye on that. Thanks to Adam for all the latest. More from you coming on later in this hour. And Adam is with us all week here in Vegas, but front and center certainly on Super Bowl Sunday as part of a four-hour postseason countdown starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. And then after the game, check out Boomer and Booger as they bring you all the highlights, sound bites, and interviews with NFL Primetime. It's all right here on ESPN. Time now for a DraftKings Sportsbook same-game parlay. And today, we're going to use everybody here to build out oh, our bet. Parlay. All right, so let's parlay, parlay it together. RC, you first. Over okay. under 90 and a half rushing yards for Christian McCaffrey. You know what? I'm going to go over. And if you listen to what Mina spoke about earlier, you know Kyle Shanahan is going to understand that sticking with the running Christian McCaffrey, especially on early downs, is important. And when you've watched him run the football, especially of late, I've been extremely impressed with the physicality in which he's, play, in which he's played with at the second level. He's the best player on this offense. And Kyle Shanahan is going to understand in order to win, he has to have a big day. And if you're going to do well against Kansas City running the ball should be first. Let's go to the opposing back. Marcus, over under 70 and a half yards on the ground for Isaiah Pacheco and the Chiefs. I'm going over because when you see a right hook connect to somebody's chin a lot, you probably should throw one Take again. And Detroit yeah. threw a lot of them and had a tremendous amount of success. So Pacheco on the edges. Look, we've seen San Francisco defense struggle with trying to defend pin pulls, getting off tackle runs. Pacheco is a speed guy as well as picking up grass like you like to hey, talk about. RC, I expect him to be a big part of what they do offensively, especially attacking the edges of the 49ers. Here's the tight end part of the bet, okay? Let's talk tight ends. Dan, over under seven and a half receptions for Travis Kelsey. Well, we're the best big game show going. This is the best game, mm, big like game that. tight end going. Mm -hmm. And this is obviously <laughs> the biggest game of the year. Seven and a half catches. I mean, he's going to have four or five catches in this game strictly off an RPO where Patrick will just catch in and throw it out to him. So I think he's the pivotal part of their offense, specifically down in the red zone. I say over. Mina, over under 47 and a half receiving yards for George Kittle. Is there an NFL Live curse for overs? Because oh, I'm on the fourth yeah. over, which means it's going to be a low-scoring game, right? No, no, I, here's why I'm over. Uh, I do expect the Chiefs to blitz a lot, and when the San Francisco 49ers are blitzed, uh, George Kittle is their primary answer. Yeah. In fact, he has the second most yards per target in the NFL uh, when his quarterback is blitzed. I think Legereus Sneed has, uh, will probably take out uh, Brandon Ayuk a fair amount in yeah. this game, so yeah. I would expect George Kittle to be their primary version option. All right, look at you guys just hammering the over. We got big game Dan, big game Marcus, yeah. big game Mina, and big, big game, game RC. Because we in Vegas. <laughs> we are in Vegas, and we're going to be here tomorrow. You ain't, you we ain't can't doing wait. that. Stop it. You ain't doing Marcus that. might be going to the blackjack yeah. table, but Dan is not going to. One hand. You don't even know what we in on Coming up with two of the top dice. teams in yards after the catch going up against each other. Dan tells us what he believes you know what is the biggest factor who has the advantage on Sunday. Yak attack. All kinds of DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And for Super Bowl 58, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use code NFL Live when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Countdown to Kickoff is presented by Tostitos. Your Super Bowl Sunday starts with NFL Countdown live from Las Vegas. We go one-on-one with Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes. I've kind of climbed some of those ranks. You know, I want to be remembered for the team that we have and the way that we did it. Plus, Adam Schefter's latest news and a Super Bowl edition of... You got, you got, you got Moss. NFL Countdown on Super Bowl Sunday, 10 to 2 Eastern on ESPN. We are so glad that you're watching NFL Live today, and thank you for being with us here ahead of Super Bowl 58. The lights are bright here in Las Vegas. Just three days, two hours, two minutes, 27 seconds. It is gorgeous here. The weather's warmed up a little bit, and uh, we're going to go to Sal Powell, who is with the 49ers, has been with them all week long. And Sal, you got a chance to talk to Christian McCaffrey ahead of this huge game. What's he saying about it? All about the red zone, Laura. All quiet right now at the team hotel. The practice facility is about 30 minutes away from here, and that's where the 49ers are practicing. Very aggressive practice today, their number one practice of the week. And Christian McCaffrey said point of emphasis, bottom line, is the red zone. Listen to this. You never know what the defense is going to bring you. So, you know, obviously having balance is always good. Um, But it's also just, you know, sometimes you – you need to dictate the tempo. So whether you know you're having a lot of success in the run game and you stick with it, or the pass game and you stick with it, uh, and, and a lot of times you're reacting to what the defense is doing as well. So um, just to be able to be proactive and keep it one play at a time, uh, obviously you can't mess up against this team. And you got to score touchdowns against the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody knows that. And Niners had the number one red zone offense in the National Football League. And Christian McCaffrey had 21 touchdowns in the red zone, most in the National Football League. And Thursday is also a point of emphasis. Big day for the San Francisco 49ers every week. Ball security and takeaway Thursday. And that's what they had a team meeting about this morning. Nick Sorensen. Defensive assistant in charge of defensive passing game. He led the meeting today. I was told it was intense and it was detailed all about taking the ball away and making sure you hold on to the football. Taking away, why? Well, Patrick Mahomes the second, six straight postseason games, no interceptions. All of them wins. You got to take away the ball from the Kansas City Chiefs. You can have a chance to win this game, Laura. Takeaway Thursday. We love the alliteration. Thanks to Sal Palantonio being with us here. And this is a, a graphic for research that's all for Swagoo. It's all about that yak, okay? Mm-hmm. During the regular season, <laughs> no teams average more yards after the catch per reception than the 49ers and the Chiefs. That's Look gorgeous. at this. The Chiefs led in the league in overall yards after the catch. The only team to get at least 60% of their receiving yards after they've caught the ball. And among wide receivers, Debo Samuel led the league in yards after the catch per reception. Rasheed Rice 
was second. Mina, how telling is it that these two teams that are going to be in the Super Bowl lead the league in Yak and they're facing off on Sunday? Yeah, if you like screens, have I got the Super Bowl for you? Uh, no, I love that stat because this is a good time to like take stock of how do these teams get here beyond yeah. just one as Patrick Mahomes and that as Christian McCaffrey. Um, and I think it reflects really what you need to be in the modern NFL. Something we've talked about in the last few years so much is how these defenses basically put a shell on explosives. You cannot be an offense that lives and dies by explosives and have sustained success. And there's reasons why both of these teams are so good at getting yards after the catch. Some of it is certainly the personnel. Rasheed Rice, also on Kansas City, yeah. has really emerged as being so good with the ball in his hands. Obviously, there's like 20 guys on the San Francisco 49ers who are good at that. But also the, the designs of these offenses. We talked about the condensed formations earlier, the way that they create space for their playmakers to just get them the football in space and let them go to work. Uh, it's challenged for both these defenses to stop. As you saw, they're both very good at it. They're good at it in different ways, but it, I think it's definitely yeah. meaningful that these two teams yeah. lead the league in those categories. Mina, to that point, you talk about sustaining drives with the uh, yards after catch, but also the explosives. I've seen Debo Samuel demoralize secondaries yeah. mm. when it was supposed to be a five-yard reception, and it ends up going for 40 or 50. We talk about Brandon Ayuk at the end of the Cleveland game when Brock Purdy made the slant throw, and he was able to get up yeah. the field. Rasheed Rice becoming that answer because they were struggling, trying to figure out who the receiver would be. They gave him easy access throws. So both of these guys are really who I'm focused on because we know take last take last game when uh, San Francisco was playing Detroit. It was the Debo over the middle dig route that kind of got them kick started yeah. off on how they were moving the football. You and um, RC talked about who's going to emerge as this number one wide receiver. It became Rasheed Rice because of yards after catch. Yeah. It wasn't because of 40-yard bombs no. down yeah. the yeah. field. Exactly. So both of these guys one of these guys are going to make an impact play with a broken tackle mm. or they're going to take a screen for a long distance and it's going to change the complexion of the game. And the fortunate part is I think they two are the best in the league. And two of the underrated things when it comes to that is both these quarterbacks, one, get the ball out of their hands so quickly with this stuff. And then two, their ball placement does matter. Like sometimes we only yeah. talk about ball placement on throws down the field, man coverage. Like so yeah. often you have to get the ball in the right like location for a guy to catch and run. I think the second thing is both these teams offensively are tremendous at blocking down the field. Yes. Selfless. They take a ton of pride. And Juan Jennings might be yeah. the best downfield blocking Bro. wide receiver in the NFL. So they're one of the reasons, you know, why they're so successful at it outside of the scheme and the quarterback stuff mm -hmm. is every single time. Look at, at, at that these guys get the ball in their hands. The, the selflessness of their teammates to go block downfield, it's all attached to each other. You know, they're going to talk about defensively, how do we stop yards after the catch? How do we stop the screens? And I know I want to come on here and give you like this big grandiose diagram or illustration of it. <laughs> nah, you Bro, be you. you have to hit somebody you. in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, at, no, some point, at some point, when you in space and Rasheed Rice got the ball, you got to be okay with putting your face mask yeah. let, let me on ask, his well, face mask. Let me ask you a question, though. What's more important, though? Like hitting them or breaking down and getting them on it's, the it's ground? Not about, it's not about break. It's about running to them, right? Yeah. It's mm. about effort Swarming. because it's so difficult to tackle any of these dudes if they have space, they have two-way goals. Okay. But what happens is if Chris Jones is running this way, Debo Samuel ain't cutting that way. Right. So I know yeah. I can be outside leverage. Like, that's what it's all about. And also, too, I want to just talk about the Kansas City Chiefs for one second and Legereus Sneed. I know I've brought him up a ton of times. Yeah. If there is one dude 
that's going to be on this field, and you're not going to be more physical than him. Yes. You're not yeah. going to want it more than him. You're not going to baby to get him in a point to where he's a passive player. It's a luxurious yeah. need. He's yeah. going to set the tone with the way that he plays Brandon Ayuk, and then that moves to Trent McDuffie, who I believe is the best tackling nickel in all yeah. of football. Yeah. It's actually strange to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs like this and not the San Francisco right. 49ers. That's what I was, like, it's the biggest throws. difference between yes. the 2019 Super Bowl and this one might be that the Chiefs have the better tackling defense. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy to say yeah. about the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Those yeah. guys but, but, are aggressive. For the 49ers, though, it's going to be about eyes to the football, yeah. Yeah. Read, and react. read and react. They play yeah. so much zone, and they play crossers so well, it's going to be about anticipating that and the angles to getting in place to make the tackles. Yeah, 70% of Rasheed Rice's receiving yards in the season came after the catch. That's the highest mark of any wide receiver. Debo Samuel ranks fourth with 59%. It's, it's a coincidence the crazy man talk about putting face masks on That's people. That's what they do. <laughs> you got to go put <laughs> <through> somebody. At some point. Still to come, we're going to teach you something here. You a big factor on on Sunday, Marcus is going to tell you what he's noticed with Travis Kelsey's alignment. You don't want to miss this. This will impress your friends at every Super Bowl party or whatever you're doing. It's yeah. great information from our people here. Get to the Good Stuff is brought to you by Tostitos. NFL Live from Las Vegas continues next. This is crazy that those mountains have snow on them. Yeah. It's cold here, Dave. Yeah. But it's snow. It's cold. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by Tostitos. We're coming your way from Las Vegas, just three days away from Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. You can see the strip right here, a beautiful day here in Vegas. And it's time to take out your notebooks, people at home. Get your pens ready, whatever, I don't know, text your friends. These fine group of people here, they are going to teach you something. And they know a lot, okay? So <laughs> <laughs> the professors, if you will. Marcus. You first, well, Professor Spears. Me so She said, "Fine." It's so fun. Teach me, me something yes. about Travis Kelsey, please. Yeah, it's been fascinating. Now, Dan and I, me and RCM, MK talked about because I've been asking questions and we do it all the time about how game plan specific sure. they've been with Travis Kelsey from an offensive standpoint. And it's not only to get him going, but it's also to dictate how you want people to defend you, but also get his matchups. And I remember texting Dan during this um, Buffalo game. Game. And for me, this was called full house. This is what we used to call yeah. this formation. But it was a clear opportunity to get him matched up on A.J. Klein, mm -hmm. who was the third string linebacker. They lost Milano early in the year. Mm -hmm. They lost Bernard a few weeks previous. And it was in order to get him matched up in favorable situations. Now you get a zone. Also a condensed split. You got yeah. run pass option, but now we have to force communication. I don't know how the hell Travis Kelsey doesn't become a part of that communication, mm -hmm. but it does throw you for a loop because Patrick Mahomes is so great at picking apart and finding that space. 
Travis Kelsey to me over the between Buffalo and the Baltimore Ravens dictated how Andy Reid wanted those teams sure. to defend yeah. him. It's going to be real interesting to see if he stays away from Fred Werner and Drake Greenlaw based on his alignment. Yeah, I put a, a sign right there that said, Honk, if you love NFL Live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Teach me something about Rasheed Rice and those Chiefs wide receivers. So it's RC. about the other guys. You obviously pointed out Travis Kelsey, but someone else has to make a play, and they've done a good job of putting people in places to succeed. Here you're going to see a motion outside from the inside out of Rasheed Rice, and he's going to have an opportunity to, right right here, he's going to have an opportunity to be one-on-one. -on -one. You're going to get a clear out by McCole Hardman, which is going to put the man-to-man -man defense in outside leverage. You're going to see Rasheed, he's going to attack that by stem, but he never stays or get straight back vertical because it'll give the Miami Dolphins an opportunity to make a play. I thought this was great, and we saw him really excel in the wild card round. Now, here's going to be Justin Watson. Yeah. They're going to utilize him sort of the way the Rams used Puka Nakua mm. against the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to motion him inside. You're going to get levels coverage or layer coverage on the back end. And now Darby, who is in outside leverage again, as you see, he never straightens up. He never gets into the body. And we can say what we want about it. MVS and drops. The one thing he can do is beat one-on-one -on -one press coverage. And here you're going to see him with Tyron Johnson. They're going to notice that you have a middle-of-the-field safety. The problem has been catching the ball, not getting open. Right away, you go to the Taiwan or the slot fade. It's a perfect throw and catch. They've done amazing jobs of putting these guys in positions to, to succeed. I go back to Dan interviewing them and saying we just have to find roles for these guys, yeah. and I think they've done that. Yeah, and yeah. I think that stand out for Rasheed Rice is they're not asking him to stop his feet, right? Nope. You've talked about that. So just run routes and use your big physical frame. Exactly. It's working. Dan, teach us something about Brock Purdy. He's great versus blitz. I remember the first time he played last year versus the Dolphins. Remember that all-out pressure he hits George Kittle, and that's going to be the conversation of this game. Kansas City will blitz Brock Purdy, and it's going to be about them protecting it, him maybe drifting away from that, and then hitting hots. Okay, so he's got a shallow out route and then a corner route. They got six at the line defensively, I have six in protection. Great, I've got a guy versus a guy. The back has to scan across as my offensive line goes from right to left. So as a quarterback, you're not hot here. You're just warm. I mean, this is a big and difficult task for your back. And he drifts, and I love the fact that he peaks that little short out route, but also throws George Kittle open. There's one of those layered throws of over defenders. Now down in the red zone, what is Kansas City going to bring? They're probably going to bring their all-out zero blitz. He's got a short in, and then that corner outer slot. Six guys up for the defense. I only have five in protection. Hmm. I'm not warm. I'm hot, okay? So I have to get the ball out of my hands to likely an outbreaker. My offensive tackle is going to try to block two, but there's impossible because he's only one. I love the fact that this time he backs up vertically, waits for that receiver to set that indicator and throws it again to a spot with enough touch where he can adjust and go make that catch. So I love Kansas City's defense. They're tremendous at blitzing. Mm. This cat is a killer when you mm -hmm. blitz him. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see like who wins that matchup between that blitzing defense and that quarterback who's great mm. against it. Everybody at home, you're still in class. Okay, it's Mina's turn. <laughs> Mina, teach me something <laughs> else. Wait, about Mina got uh, Well, all year long, I said the difference between him. One of the differences between him and Jimmy Garoppolo is his use of his legs that came to fruition in the NFC Championship yeah, game. And, I, and sure. I chose these two runs because they're both against split safety looks. I think he's going to face a lot of that uh, in Kansas City. And because of the San Francisco 49ers offense and the unique way that they stress defense, particularly Christian McCaffrey, it creates voids. Look at the gravity of Christian McCaffrey on this play and the impact on the linebacker when he pulls out. Oh, yeah. 
Right. Wow. And then immediately, yep. as soon as he breaks the pocket, George Kittle will turn into a blocker. He always does. But he knows this, so he can run in that direction. He's very mm -hmm. instinctual as a runner, and he has good vision. You see that on display here. Um, so what I love so much about this run, okay, so this is another split safety look. Watch Jack Campbell, Ryan's favorite player, the linebacker <laughs> in the middle field. Look at the depth he gets and the amount of grass that creates as a result. Now, this is significant because the reason why linebackers get this much depth against the San Francisco 49ers is they're terrified of the in-breaking yeah. routes. Right. You see that all the time. If Purdy sees that, yeah. take off. Yeah. He did in this game, because that amount of grass, it has been there all season long, and I think it's going to happen again against the Kansas City. It, it feels like both quarterbacks' legs are going to end up factoring yeah, in this game in a big way. I'm still trying to figure out why Lamar Jack Campbell, it looked like Jack Campbell never got back in on that play, though. We can't do NFL Live without Jack Campbell being part of the show. Jack, Jack we Campbell, love you. Hang in there, man. He, he's like our mascot. You the Dan of NFL you guys. Live. Jack <laughs> you messed oh, up. It's good to be Dan. We got more coming your way up, here man. from Las Vegas, and the 49ers have dominated teams using 21 personnel throughout their run to the Super Bowl. Dan is going back to the tape to show us why it could be key to winning on Sunday. If you're a 49ers fan, you got to watch this. This is how they can win the game. NFL Live is presented by Tostitos. Get to the good stuff. Tostitos. Get to the good stuff. Y'all gonna leave Jack Campbell alone, man. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by Tostitos. We're here in Las Vegas ahead Tostitos. of Super Bowl 58. And let's get Adam Schefter back in here. Adam, the Chiefs dealing with a couple of injuries this week and a lot of things to look out for here. Let's start with the O-line. What do we know about Joe Tooney's health? Laura, yesterday Andy Reid, the Chiefs head coach, said it didn't look like Joe Tooney was going to be able to go, that he simply doesn't have the strength. And if he can't go, then Nick Allegretti once again would step in. You see Tooney go down here, hurts his peck against the Buffalo Bills, goes down, stays down. He does have a tear there. It's possible he's going to need surgery after the season, and it looks like the Chiefs will not have him available for Sunday against the 49ers. As for Jarek McKinnon, he actually has shown some signs of life at practice. And I was told there is an outside chance that maybe somehow they could get McKinnon back for Sunday Super Bowl 58 against the 49ers. That would be a big boost for the Chiefs, him going up against his former team. Now he is coming up a groin injury. Andy Reid said the chances are slim, but they're not out of the question, which means he still has some hope. As for the 49ers, and their one notable injury, their tight end George Kittle did not practice at all last week due to a toe injury. He was limited in practice on Wednesday. You can see the way he's moving around. He's going to play. He's going to be out there. He's going to have that energy. He is somebody, something of a spark for this team. And despite the fact that he's got the toe injury, he will be out there on Sunday playing against the Kansas City Chiefs in a matchup of two great tight ends. Yeah, that toe's not holding him down, okay? I love it, Adam. Thanks for being with us here. We'll see you again tomorrow on NFL Live. Let's talk a little 21 personnel, guys. Only the Dolphins use 21 personnel more during the regular 21. season than the 49ers. And San Francisco excelled on those plays, averaging 9.5 yards per pass attempt and more than 5 yards per rush. That's huge. The Chiefs' defense didn't see 21 personnel quite as much, but allowed more than 6 yards per rush against it, the third-worst mark in the league. That's a 
matchup to circle and watch. Dan, why is San Francisco mm. so effective out of 21? Yeah, it's, in many ways, Kyle, you should check. Uh, this, the game will come down to this, in my opinion. Like, yeah. How Kansas City's defense handles this San Francisco 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end. One, because they can present it looking like a traditional 21, like they do so often. Now, there's that two backs where you have McCaffrey in the backfield, Kittle up top, and that now looks like a 21 run where the wide receiver, we talk about these guys all the time, they're great at the block, they go outside in, check and Kittle lead up. This is a traditional 21 toss to the perimeter one play. Well, then I could line up in that 21 personnel again. But this time I take check and I put him next to George Kittle as a tight end. And we have our slot down at the bottom, wide receivers, we go ball fake. And we can have both Kittle and Juszczyk in protection. You're faking the run. And then there's that gashing throw that Marcus talked about before. And so 21 as 21. 21 kind of looks at 12. Well, now 21, I could present it as almost 11, which would be one back, one tight end. Juszczyk up top. Debo motions over. Now it's a bunch. This is traditionally like what looks like an 11 personnel passing formation. Yeah. This is the zone run scheme that they've gotten back to where you condense and there's that beautiful cutback by Christian McCaffrey. Here's the most fascinating aspect of it with me. 21, I expect Kansas City to play base defense, right? Put three linebackers on the field. That means McDuffie goes and plays the outside corner. Hmm. If they get in 21 and they play in non-21 traditional formations, right? A little bit more 11 spread, two people on each side, maybe empty. Who covers McCaffrey? <laughs> yeah. The game will come down Ooh. to that. Yeah. It's the most versatile personnel group in all of the NFL. And Dan showed you that even the first toss, which ended up looking like a 21 run, actually started in a 12 formation yeah. with Juszczyk as the U. And I think that Kyle Shanahan does, a, does an amazing job of utilizing all of his pieces, but it's also the pieces that he, he's acquired, yeah. right? The Juszczyk's, the Kittles, the Debo Samuels, the Christian McCaffrey's. All these guys can move into multiple positions, which gives you different formations, which makes it incredibly difficult to match defensively. Yes. And what Kyle Shanahan has been amazing at doing is diagnosing who you have on the field from a defense defensive personnel standpoint and getting in the best formation and play to attack that. This is why I have a crush on this show um, because we, we, we stuff like this just come out of the blue and it takes me back to when we were in film rooms when we were playing. I'm not going to speak to it from a matchup. You both both of you guys have covered that. I'm going to talk about it from a defensive line perspective. Formation diversity is our worst nightmare yeah. as a defensive line because we never can decide whether it's run pass yeah. and that's what 21 does to you as a defensive line. We used to have these conversations all the time. It was what DeMarcus Ware hated the most. Mm. A, over, a overhang tight end for every other team in the league most of the time meant that they were going to run, run the, the football. football. In this particular offense, the Shanahan offense, we used to play his dad, Mike, they would throw it over your head, right. and you'd be like, how the hell this dude mm. end up wide open? Well, your linebackers are playing run. Their first <laughs> step was forward, and the defensive line is slow to get to the quarterback because you have to think about all of these plays that come. I'm going to take people real quick. In, in to a game plan situation. We get a, a worksheet for yeah. the week and we get we get personnel and we get these plays tendencies. come out of this personnel. Yeah. These are the tendencies. These are some clues that you can look for. It's 21, 22, 13. Every time 21 personnel showed up on the on the, the call sheet for the week, it was 50 plays yeah. labeled yeah. under okay. 21 personnel. Ooh. Everybody else had like eight or nine well, plays that they would run out of I'll it. tell you about one of those tendencies since second half of the season through the playoffs, Debo Samuel gets the bulk 
of their targets when they're mm. 21 personnel. Twice as many targets as George Kittle, for example, <laughs> which I, wow. I was actually kind of surprised by. I thought it would be McCaffrey potentially. Nope. Yeah. It has been overwhelmingly Debo. And that cuts to the point you made, the question about how the Chiefs will play this. I assumed it would be base, said they play a lot of base generally. But when I went back and looked at the 2022 game, Spagnolo played predominantly nickel against their 21. Don't you think? Well, they're going to run on you if you play right. nickel. So it's the question is, you have to decide, do we want to play, maybe not entirely nickel, but more yeah. nickel so that we can get McDuffie the matchup we want, essentially getting him closer to the ball? Hold or, on, hold on, but hold on, then hold you on. make a sacrifice against the run <laughs> or flip it. Do you prioritize stopping the run? Can I, can I ask go you a question? Ahead, I'm about to if they, play, see too. if they play nickel versus it, <laughs> could you see them putting McDuffie at safety and dropping Reed down? No. I, but but here's what I would do. I would I would play nickel against me. it. Right? Because nickel now has McDuffie in the run, and you can insert Justin Reed into the run as well. Because mm, exactly. somebody does have to cover 23. Somebody does have to cover 19. Somebody does have to cover 85. And they're physical enough in the they're run game. run defense. I was legit was going to ask him, yeah. is Justin Reed going to have to be the free hitter? Yeah. Because that's what you try to create when you get 21 personnel in runs. For us, that used to be Roy Williams. That's a damn yeah. linebacker yeah. Playing, yeah. That, playing the run. Justin Reed was really good, too, against Baltimore. Baltimore. He was a really it's good not run. Like their field. base defense has been great shakes. Exactly. Yeah. The exactly. game will come down to that. I can't stay. Hey, here Justin yet. Reed, you better step up. <laughs> Let me get my, it's time for one more thing before player. you go. And uh, this never gets old. Uh, we're going to go to Mina's Twitter because Dan's eating bland things here in Las Vegas. Here's the reality there's all kinds of flavors here. But Dan says, no, give me the plainest chicken that ever existed, and I'm going to eat it like a, a pita bread. The mayor of no flavor. It looks like town. bread. <laughs> like, it doesn't even look like chicken. It was delicious. <laughs> you enjoyed it? It was delicious. I, I wish I ordered three pieces. That man wake up in the morning and be like, boil me some chicken, T. So, you know, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh, yeah. What happens in Vegas for Dan is eating bland chicken, which Same is exactly what he does. He actually <laughs> dipped it into a sauce and everyone gasped. Okay. It was, it was a barbecue sauce. Okay. Okay. Why am I doing that, RC? Because what's going on with you? What you mean? I, my butt is continuously growing and I can't fit my clothes. <laughs> and As I've said, give us some of that. Do we'll we, see you tomorrow like on NFL Live from <laughs>